Welcome back to Zillennials Podcast. Today on Zillennials, we have a reading roundup, and we also have a special guest. Please welcome back, Rahika. Hey, guys. So for our reading roundup, are there any things that are burning in the front of your mind in terms of books that you read this quarter or, I don't know, literary related things that you'd like to talk about? I mentioned before we started that I kind of have a confession, so I might as well just start with that. And I honestly think I'm a little burned out with reading and may just not for a little bit, other than our podcast books. Well, I guess part of that is because the semester is going to start. But also, I think a big part of that is I read 26 books this summer. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And I think I burned myself out. Fair. Wow. That is a lot of books. Yes. I did have a long commute, so I was audiobooking a lot. And I think because I'm an overachiever, I at some point turned it into let's listen to as many books as I can. I would finish a book and already have the next one like queued up, ready to go. Like I would finish it. And immediately that day, if it was like morning commute, finish, afternoon commute, new book. So I think I was just like spinning through them so much that they kind of all started blurred together a little bit. But it was also kind of fun. I used to sit next to you in class, so I know you're an overachiever. Um, So that does not come as a surprise to me. But, you know, Book of the Month came out with an audiobook version of their like monthly subscription. So I have been listening to some more audiobooks as well. They're really good for a long commute. You should be proud of yourself. That is really impressive for sure. Yeah, I said that I would probably never read this many books in that amount of time again, because I really think the drive was it was nice for the drive. And I personally think listening on public transport isn't as nice because I can't hear anything because the trains and buses are so loud. So I don't know if I'll ever do this again, but it was fun for the summer. Kaylee, how's your reading going? I feel like I didn't read very much, but I did want to circle back to a book that we talked about last time that I did read, which was I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I read that book, I think, end of last year. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. So my thoughts on it are, overall, I did like the book. I feel like it went into a lot of different and very personal things about her life. And I think that while it did talk about her mom quite a bit, I think it also talked about her eating disorder quite a bit, which if you're not prepared for that, just as a trigger warning for anybody who that might, if it might trigger you, I would just say skip this book. But I feel like it focused on her eating disorder almost equally as much as her mom, which is something that I wasn't expecting going into it. But I did like it. I just felt like at some points in time, it felt a little whiny, which I feel kind of guilty saying that it felt that way. But I feel like sometimes she felt like the success of others meant that she herself could not be successful. And while I understand her frustration with that, I think that sometimes, like, especially when she was talking about like Ariana Grande and she was like, I'm so upset that she gets to go and film this thing, whereas I was never allowed to miss a week on set. I feel like that part for me was a little bit tough to get through or it felt like a little whiny in those points in time. But I do feel like overall the book was very good. And I think overall I would recommend it as a read because I think it also helps us to recognize that celebrities are people too, you know, like they go through their own personal struggles. 
Yeah, I think I had a similar read through of it, if I remember correctly. I didn't see it so much as whiny because I think I understood, in my mind, I think I was understanding it as her mom built her up to have this perspective when other people had success. And so it was just kind of her almost kind of becoming her mother in a little bit. I thought it was just kind of redundant at some point. And it just made me really sad, <laughs> to be honest. It did kind of remind me of um, Otessa Moshfeg's, I think that's how you say her last name, book, A Year of Rest and Relaxation, which was a book that I remember when I first read through it, I didn't really like it that much. And I kind of thought the same thing, that the the protagonist was a little bit whiny. But then I read it a second time through, actually, this summer, and I loved it. And I understood the hype and it was really, really, really good. And that book also talks about kind of addiction um, and, you know, mental health issues. So definitely trigger warnings for those um, and eating disorders as well. But it's more um, fiction than nonfiction. It is fiction, but it's just it's written in almost like a I don't care about anything kind of way, which was not a voice that I'm used to reading. And so was, I picked up the book as I pick up a lot of books because of the hype. And then I ended up really liking it the second time around. So I think maybe like a year from now, I were to pick up the, you know, I'm glad my mom died book again. I feel like I probably would feel the same way, but I kind of had the same feeling. It was a little redundant to me. And I kind of at some point thought, well, is there a a light at the end of the tunnel here. I mean, obviously it's her mom dying, but you know, what happens in the interim kind of was the same pattern of events, I thought. But overall, a good book. I would recommend it for the same reason, Kaylee. Yeah, I think sometimes, and maybe this contributed to the redundancies a little bit as well, was sometimes I wasn't entirely sure which set she was on when she was talking about getting roles. Like I knew about the iCarly set and when she talked about that salmon cat set, like I was like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with those. But some of her earlier work, I just wasn't familiar with. So when she would talk about going on certain jobs, I wasn't entirely sure what what job she was talking about. But I think that that's more so a fault of like, obviously, I don't know everything about her career. I don't think it's an error in her writing per se. And I do think that even though sometimes I felt like it did feel very negative. I felt like a lot of a lot of what she was saying, I could see why she felt that way. Like when she was complaining about the whole thing with Ariana Grande, I know that I said that it felt a little whiny before, but I think that that's also an outsider looking in. I feel like if you were to experience that yourself, like, yeah, you would feel it's very unjust and you would feel that that's very hard to cope with. She would have made a good lawyer, I think. In another life, she very much like a good theme of the book was like, what is justice for an actress? I'm very curious, though, to see kind of like how she continues on in her professional life. Like, is she going to continue writing? Because I think I looked it up and I think that I think I read somewhere that she might have a second book in the works. And so I was just very interested to see. I'm like, I wonder if we're going to see her crossover to writing in lieu of acting now I feel like I need to look this up because now I'm like I don't want to give out false information yeah I mean I think the book makes it sound like she doesn't like 
acting. And I feel like there's a lot of, at least from reading it, a lot of trauma in that world for her. So I could see her just kind of shifting over entirely. I have a more general question with celebrity memoirs. How do you approach them? Like, do you read the ones of celebrities from shows and movies that you've watched? Or will you read one that, say, a super buzzy book, but you have no idea about the person? Because I feel like I didn't pick this one up because I wasn't super into, like, her shows and stuff. And so I figured I could get everything from, like, the BuzzFeed articles that published the juicy bits, kind of like the Prince Harry memoir. So I read the Prince Harry memoir, and I feel like my answer for this is the same as a lot of things. I will always read the buzzy books. I can't help it. It's like, I I remember like sneaking into my mom's room and like reading the People magazines that she had growing up, even though she told me not to. I'm just a sucker for some good buzz. Um, So yeah, I read the Prince Harry book for that reason. I read, I'm glad my mom died for that reason. I just am not usually drawn to um, those sort of biographical books um, in any way. So for me to pick it up, it has to be kind of, you know, like a in the news, kind of all hyped up. I feel like I'm kind of the same because, for example, I think I read another book by a celebrity. I want to say it was like Amy Poehler is her name, but I could be totally wrong. Because I didn't even know who she was. I was just like, I don't know. This book sounds like it's written by somebody who would be interesting. So I guess I'll go ahead and read it. And I think I enjoyed it at the time. I don't really remember. It was a couple of years back. But I'm with Ruhika. I feel like I just follow where the buzz is. And I think for this one, it was on my list because it was such an attention-grabbing title. I really wanted to know what was going on after even just reading the title. And also, I did Google it. It says that Per Kirkus Reviews, it says that Jeanette McCurdy will follow up her best-selling memoir with two new books, including her debut novel, according to Publishers Weekly. Is the novel ghostwritten? Ooh. I have no idea. I get so suspicious when celebrities and stuff write books. I'm like, you totally didn't write this. Not saying that Jeanette McCurdy didn't, but just in general. I recently started listening to a podcast about the underbelly of publishing and it there's an episode on ghostwriting and just like publishing houses, the ones that kind of come up with the idea and then find someone else to write the book, knowing that it'll be a movie someday, like already having all that set up. And it's, yeah, I it's a world that I had no idea about, I think. That sounds so interesting. I wonder how many books are ghostwritten that we just don't know about. I feel like it's way more than we would think. It must be. I read a rumor that I don't know is true when they talk about those authors that put out like a mystery every year or a horror every year or something like that, that those are actually ghostwritten because the volume's just too much for someone to be writing that many. At James Patterson. <laughs> Ooh. What's that? What is, there's like a book I know whenever you go to Barnes and Nobles, You see the name everywhere. Is it Louise Penny? I want to say it's Louise Penny, where it's just like, she writes a bunch of books. Great pen name, though, by the way. Louise Penny, if you're listening, brilliant creativity with that one. Mm -hmm. But the only person I wouldn't believe that for is, oh, who's that horror author? Stephen King. Because I read his book on writing, 
And after reading that, I would believe that Stephen King is just holed away writing for most of the day. Have you read any of his horror books? I haven't, but I feel like there's so many I wouldn't know where to start. I read his um, newest, I guess it's a kid's horror book, I think at the end of last year. What's it called? Oh, it's called Fairy Tale. I don't know if you guys have read that one. That one wasn't as horror-y, which is why I thought it was a good foray into Stephen King. Um, And it's, I want to say it's like a young adult book. It's not like an adult fiction book. It was really sad and I was kind of, it was great writing. If you're like me and you don't want anything to happen to an animal in any capacity, um, maybe this is not the book for you, I will say. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I will say that too. Um, So I powered through because once again, there was hype around the book. That reminds me of, I think it's like the Lakeside Supper Club by J. Ryan Strandall. I can't remember the exact name because I literally stopped reading it because there was like a very graphically described scene of a deer getting hit by a car. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. So it was one of those books I think is like focused on food, so I was interested in reading it. I'm like, this was just too much detail. I need to check out. That's how I feel about the show Yellowstone. The first like couple of minutes are something happening to a horse. And even though everyone said it was the most brilliant show of our time, I could not keep going. My parents love that show, but I've never watched it. I don't know if I'd be interested in it. People who like the show, though, I think really like it. Like, my parents love that show. I think it's the new generation of Downton Abbey. Like, people who... Do you guys remember? People who loved Downton Abbey loved Downton Abbey. And you couldn't tell them anything different. And I remember every time I picked up and tried to, like, watch the show, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But it's more like kind of background, like a background show for me. Yeah, it was like multiple seasons and multiple movies, right? Whatever it was. But that's the same kind of essence I get from Yellowstone fans. They're just very into it no matter what. Speaking of shows, this is what Lee and I was talking to you about this before this podcast. So supposedly there's a streaming service that comes with your library card for a lot of libraries. It's called Canopy with a K. And I have not tried it yet, but I am so intrigued. I want to see if they have popular media and shows on there just to see, like, what's available. I have not heard that. Yeah, I came across it on a TikTok and I was like, no way this is going to be applicable to my library. And then I went and I checked and my library had it. But then I didn't know my library pin, so I couldn't get in. Do you know what they have? No. I have no idea. That's why I'm like, I, I tried to sign on, but I couldn't sign on. I was mad. I was like, oh. Okay, I I will sign on to this. Oh, Canopy Kiss. Got some Arthur. I love Arthur. Oh my gosh. Didn't it just end this year? Really? No. I think within the last year, they ended Arthur. And then there was like a whole little thing about like, where's Arthur now? Oh, yep. I looked it up. Arthur finale full episode. And then, yeah, the, so the you know how they do, like, a half episode halfway through? So the first one was called Blabbermouth, and the second half of the episode was Arthur all grown up. I feel like the children who are watching Arthur now are probably like, well, why do we care about Arthur as an adult? I feel like Arthur grown up is, like, for us. Mm-hmm. 
I just, I loved Arthur. I would still watch Arthur to this day if I had cable. I loved Arthur. I remember second grade, I would always have to go and watch Arthur before the school bus. And it made us almost late multiple times. Oh, cute. Okay. On the topic of random library side notes, Ruhika, does your library or has any library that you've belonged to do this? Because I was at the library the other day and they had a nice little pamphlet on like the little check circulation desk. And it was like, did you know you can borrow these items? And it was a bunch of random stuff, including like blenders. You can borrow a blender from the library. I was like, I didn't even know. There's like multiple different household appliances. I was like, this is so wild. It's like a whole different world. I think um, I did know that because a couple of cases and stuff that I won't name, but for a couple of clients a couple of years ago um, that they live near the library and they were indigent. um, And so that was a place for a lot of resources for their kids and stuff. Um, And so, yeah, libraries have a lot more than just books, which is really, really cool. Um, and if you think about it, it makes sense. There are libraries everywhere and they're often in communities that maybe don't have access to as much. Um, and so they've really become kind of like a beacon for everything. At least like the library near me, there's like a little area for people who are homeless during the winter as well. Um, and they can like, you know, shelter, but also read, which I think is really cool, you know, and like learn about all the resources they have. So yeah, I think I want to say it's kind of like one of those situations where I feel like a couple, maybe a decade, couple decades ago, libraries were like, well, we're going out of business. What can we do to be useful to the community? And they went in the right direction. I think it's also nice because there's not a lot of kid-friendly spaces nowadays, like where kids can just go and hang out someplace for free. And libraries tend to be one of those only spaces where they can just go and hang out for free. So I really appreciate libraries for that. Speaking on the topic of like blenders and miscellaneous things that your library does, this is not my library, but a library in a neighboring town. They have a seed library where in the spring you can check out seeds, aka you just take a little package of seeds and then you can plant them. And I think it's a way to promote community gardens within our community and also just help so that more people have access to fresh food and have access to food if you are economically disadvantaged. That's so cool. I love that. And I feel like I agree with the whole it's a kid. It's one of these last all kids spaces. Because um, I remember growing up, my parents would, you know, if they were like going and looking for jobs or they had things to do, like they would drop my sibling and I off at the library and we just read for hours, you know, with the promise that we could check out as many books as we wanted, of course. But you know, it was, we were fine with it. We loved it. It was great. And I feel like I spent most of my formative years free time in libraries. Okay. So one book that I read just after the semester ended that I enjoyed, I heads up for Kaylee, it is definitely more of a character book. So don't know if you would necessarily like that aspect, 
But you might be interested in other parts of the book because it's called Hula by Jasmine Iolani Hakes. And one of the reasons why I think you might be interested in it anyway, Kaylee, is that it falls one family and there is a daughter, Hai, who wants to be the next Miss Aloha because her mother was a Miss Aloha. And so there's this kind of family intrigue because her mother disappeared for a few years and came back with Hai. So there's all like this, like, where does she come from? And then other people in the family are like, oh, is she a true Hawaiian type question? And then there's also, um, so one of the characters in the book that kind of gets dropped in in between chapters doesn't really have a name, but the summary of the book is described as it's the collective voice of the community coming in and providing commentary a lot of it has to do with kind of culture and also I think part of it had to do with they wanted to build like a development for like a hotel or condos or something like that it's obviously fiction so it's not completely true but I think it helped me learn a bit more about Hawaii because I know you're talking about a couple years ago how the people in Hawaii kind of are like go away don't come here so I thought it was interesting Definitely. It kind of, so on the topic of Hawaii, at the time that we're recording this episode, there were somewhat recently wildfires in Hawaii. And I know that I also heard a lot of things about, like, people were saying that it was very tone deaf of people to post about, like, I'm so upset that my vacation was canceled when you have all of these Native people who were displaced and who lost their homes and some lost their lives. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could I could see why people would get mad about that. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of that book, so I'm really excited about it. I've put it on my chubby red list. Yeah, you should check it out. Also, doesn't hurt. I like the cover. I think it's very pretty. Beautiful cover. Okay, so I have to talk about the highlight book of my summer because I have it on my list. It's underlined, highlighted, and it is a hype book. I'm so sorry about who I am as a person. Um, I read other books that weren't. So it's The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Okay, I read that and I wanted to talk about it because I know the two of you read more fantasy and I'm like a fantasy newbie. So I was like loving it, but I didn't know if it was because like I just didn't know about fantasy, but I want to hear your thoughts. Oh no, it is amazing. I It was the only book in a very long time and definitely the only book this summer where I could not put it down. I read it within like a day and a half, and then I was sad that I read it so quickly. It was so good. The next book comes out here in a couple of months. And so I'm just like, I it was so, so good. Um, and it wasn't the kind of book where you can like predict, which I thought was also really good. In a lot of fantasy, I feel like they're following a general like calculated storyline and you think something's going to happen, but it's not. And even in moments where it's kind of obvious what's going to happen, the author like puts a twist into it, which I just really appreciated. It was just, I can't stop thinking about that book. Big fan. I'm so glad that you recommended that book because I have been seeing that all over social media and I've been hearing so much hype about it. And I've been wondering, I'm like, is it worth the read? Is it not worth the read? So now that it's got your recommendation, I feel like I have to go and try to find this book. So worth the read. Five stars for me, like a full five stars. It was so good. I think the audiobook was about 21 hours, which I think normally would take me 
a good amount of time to read. I think I finished it in like five or six days, partially because of the commute and partially because like Rahika said, is even when I wasn't, if I was getting ready in the morning, I was like, well, I need to know what happened. So like, let's just listen to it now. Like, let's not wait for the car. So I really enjoyed it. And it has dragons. And I love dragons. Question, is this a adult book or a YA book? So that I know where to look for it in my library. That is a good question. Let me just look it up. Mine isn't labeling it as YA. It's adult, yeah. Okay. Which actually makes sense. There are some adult themes in the book. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of steam. Yeah, not to the level of like A Court of Thorns and Roses, but nothing can be. So no worries there. No, I was going to say, I ran into this problem, though, that I recommend. So I, as I was reading this book, before I got to the steamy bit, um, I was recommending it to, like, my father and my mother and, like, people who, sh- you know, like, I'm sure read books like this, but I don't want them to know that I read books like this. And I was just all in. I was like, guys, you have to read this. This is going to be the best book of the summer. It's like a war book, but it's also dark academia. There's dragons. There's everything for everybody. And then I got to that part and I immediately shut up. (laughs) (laughs) They did not hear from me for a bit. Okay, just saying, if you read this first one, Kaylee, we could potentially read the second one on the show and discuss Well, I'm just going to volunteer myself to come back for that one because I would be so excited. (laughs) It's good. I like it. I just, I mean, read this for your soul. It's so good. I was shocked. Well, in that case, maybe we should talk about the other books that we read this summer because I could talk about this book for ages. Leanne, you might want to just throw out some of the books you read because there's 26 of them. Okay, so Hula was one of the, basically Hula kicked off my post-semester reading journey. Um, Red Stone Cold Fox, didn't love it. Red Happy Place. I read that book too. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was just like kind of those, just kind of like romance, you know, like it's, yeah, follows the thing, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm a mood and like season reader, I think. And so I, I feel like she always comes out with a book every summer and I just kind of pick it up just to say I had my beach read and it's always like you know some of them are really good some of them are you know surprising this one was a little surprising I will say a little bit sadder for her usual mo but it was good have you read it Kaylee no I don't think I've read it was there like a book for you this summer that was like your quintessential beach read Honestly, I can't really remember what books I read this summer. I feel like I need to go back through my my like book list and be like, what did I read? Because I don't even remember what I read this summer. I feel like I was kind of all over the place. Okay. I think it's my one nonfiction read of the summer was The Cat's Meow, How Cats Evolved from the Savannah to Your Sofa by Jonathan B. Losos. I loved it. I'm a big cat fan, if you don't know, and I just love spewing cat facts at people. So it gave me a whole bunch more cat facts. I love it. I did just get two kittens. I did read In the Lives of Puppets. Oh, is that good? It was In the Lives of Puppets good. I've been holding off reading it. I think it was good. I still think Under the Whispering Door is my favorite because 
a former lawyer and a tea shop. It's going to be hard to top that for me, but I think it's worth the read. I don't know. House on the Cerulean Sea, forever in my heart. I have that one on hold. I'm waiting for it to come in. I'm so excited to read it. Kaylee, I will, if you don't get it within the next month, I will send it to you because it's, it's a, just such a beautiful, you know, like you, sometimes you read things and you feel like a better version of yourself after for having read it. That's how I feel having read House on the Cerulean Sea. It was the perfect level of deeper subject matter, but in a light way, you know, that still makes you think. And I, ugh. It was just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Kaylee, do you have a hold for the physical book or the audio? The audiobook. Should I not audiobook it? Is this something that you feel very opinionated about? Not strongly opinionated, but I feel like I might have a... Was it Six Crimson Cranes that you hated the crane? Yes. Yeah, there was one character, I think, in the audio version where... The voice that the narrator chose for me was a little grating, which might have also affected. I still love that one, but I think it might have affected how much I liked it. That's such a personal thing with the audiobook voices, but. Speaking of audiobooks that were good, an audiobook I read or listened to this summer that was a well done audiobook was The Adventures of Amina Al Sarafi. I so this is so I was one of like the beta testers for the book of the month audio situation totally by luck I think it was randomized so it wasn't because I did anything cool but now I think the audiobook on book of the month is available to anyone and everyone I don't know if their audiobook is different than other audiobooks but it was done in such like a funny way that I don't think you would have gotten that experience from the book she kind of cut out in certain scenes and was like what like I'm telling the truth kind of thing you know like this totally happened guys stop laughing at me kind of thing and she did it the like person who was narrating it did it in a way that made it feel really I just liked it it was well done I think in that sense So speaking of good audiobooks, this is not an audiobook per se, but rather a podcast that I listened to a while back. It was called Carrier. And the way that they filmed the or filmed recorded the podcast was so interesting because it was as if you were listening to a movie rather than like somebody telling you a tale. And I really enjoyed it. So but then I didn't like the ending of the series. It was kind of bad. (laughs) But the way that they had recorded it was really interesting. And I'd be curious to know, like, if a similar style would be possible or if it would be something that people would do for audiobook, because it was really, really cool. I really liked the style. I have a question. Have either of you heard of The Secret Life of Albert Entwistle? I think I saw that book in a bookstore recently, but I don't think I've heard about it otherwise. I listened to it this summer. Partially because on the cover, there's the postman and then there's a gray cat. Let me tell you, the cat was not in the book as long as it should have been. And I was upset about that. But it was a very good book otherwise. And so basically, 
Albert is a postman and he's been a postman like almost his whole like working life and he's coming up on the age where there's forced retirement and he's all like I don't know what to do with myself I've always been a postman and so it's kind of like a sweet story where he what happens is his cat passes away right around this time so he's all like what do I do with myself and so he decides to go look for a man named George that he had like hype a hidden relationship when he was a teen and so basically he's 50 something 60 something and so he comes out later in life and then when he retires he does this whole thing where he searches for george and it just like warmed my heart because he was like all nervous to come out and then he would tell people and he would get a good reaction and then you could just see him opening up more and i was like it's so sweet putting that at the top of my list that sounds adorable um, I also, I think I mentioned it to you guys. So I discovered Catherine Center books recently. Have you heard of that author? Yes. Like the bodyguard and stuff. Um, so I was reading some of her books most recently, like her um, newest book that just came out. Man, I can never remember anything right off the top of my head. Um, her most recent book was about a girl with like facial blindness it's called Hello Stranger. That's what it is. Um, and I think I just like her writing. She's got like the whole romantic comedy thing down, especially like because sometimes you don't need a court of thorns and roses level steam. You know, you just want a nice Nora Ephron-esque rom-com. Um, and she's very good at writing those. So I definitely recommend her books. But I also read um, an Elin Hildebrand book this summer. Do you guys read her novels? I haven't read one, but I've seen the name. She's one of those authors that writes a lot. But she also has like a really big coastal grandmother following. Like, that's the best way to describe it. It's really strange. I Her books are a hit or miss for me. But I read this book from her this summer called The Five Star Weekend, um, which was actually really good and a super interesting concept. It was like, so this woman... Um, is going through a hard time. So she invites five other women from five different stages of her life. So like her friend from when she was really young, her college best friend, her like, you know, all of those kinds of friends. And then she invites them all to this like amazing weekend to kind of like reconnect, even though some of them don't know each other. But it's just really, I've never heard of a book like that before. But it was a good concept. Every so often, she really hits it out of the park, I think. Do you know who has a book coming up that is releasing in September that I'm very excited for? Is C. Pam Jung, the one who wrote How Much of These Hills is Gold. I'm so excited she's got a book coming up that is called The Land of Milk and Honey, a novel. And I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with it. I read the preview that she has on the website. I'm very excited. Is it good? Yeah. It's like this whole, I don't remember everything, but the whole idea is I think the main character like used to be a chef, but now the, it's like a world where like not all the stuff is available anymore. And there's definitely more, but that's what I remember. Wow. I've never even heard of this author. Can you say the author name one more time? C. Pam Jung. How Much of These Hills is Gold is like at least one of my favorite books. 
I loved that book. It was so good. Like, if you don't think that you like Westerns, you should read that book because I feel like even though I feel like the plot was not that interesting, weirdly enough, like, I feel like the plot was very, like, very slow paced. However, I feel like the writing in that book, I appreciated it so much for the writing. The writing was very good. I think the plot was mostly they're trying to bury their father, I think is what it is. And so they're traveling through the West and, you know, Western-like things happen. Yeah, I think you mentioned it was kind of like Grapes of Wrath. Mm. I liked Grapes of Wrath. I don't know if I read it. It might be unpopular opinion because it is kind of tedious, but I actually like that book. So when I pulled up um, how much of these hills is gold on Goodreads, um, it reminded me of a book because it came up like also recommended um, Interior Chinatown by Charles Yu is another book that is, it's written like a movie script and it's really good. Kaylee, if you want to read it, I can give it to you. Maybe. We might need to do a book swap because I think I have. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> I think I have that like, uh, that book that I wanted to give you when I come to Boston too. Oh yeah. The um, Vera Wong? Yes. Oh, Rahika, I told Kaylee about this. Did you know that there's a Vero short story from El Casamano coming out in like a couple months? No. Yeah. No, I do not. That's wild. I can't let me put that on my list. Have any of you read Black Cake? Oh, no, but it's on my list. Yeah, I listened to it this summer. I thought it was really good. I just personally thought it was too long. It's an intergenerational book with multi-perspectives, which could have also affected my opinion of it. I thought it was really interesting to see how all the characters tied together, because in the beginning, it's not very obvious, and you're like, wait, why are we talking about these completely random people? I did listen to it on audio, and I think I had a moment where there was about two hours left, and I thought that the book could have just ended at that point, and it kind of just kept going. But I also did like it at the end. I'll have to put it further up on my list. Um, something, though, Kaylee, that I saw that you liked on Goodreads that I have to ask about is The Ship of Magic by Robin Hobb. It looks so good. Oh, so I probably liked that the other day because I was looking for fantasy books, but not YA fantasy books. And so I was like going through lists and like reading. I was like, okay. Let, like give me your list of however many fantasy books that you think you would like and then I was going over to Goodreads and I was looking to see like which ones do I think I would like so I don't even remember what that one's about honestly I just marked it because I was like if I mark it now I'll remember to come back later it sounds like the Peter so on first glance it sounds like the ship that takes Peter P Captain Hook across the skies or something but just to give you like a snippet Wizard wood is a sentient wood, the most precious commodity in the world. And like many other legendary wares, it comes only from the Rain River wilds. Which is, yeah, so it sounds like it's about, it kind of reminds me of Fable a little bit. Have you guys read that book? Oh, I think I've been telling you guys about this book for the last two years. You have to read Fable by Adrian Young. It is YA but it doesn't read like YA. Um, if you like pirates, if you like 
books about the sea, if you like gemstones, really any of those things, and with a little bit of a touch of romance, just a touch, I highly recommend that book. It's very good. Seems interesting. Oh. Every time I think I catch up on books I want to read, it's just... I don't think you can ever catch up. No, but that's what keeps life interesting. So what books are you about to start? Well, obviously not you, Leanne, because you're going on a hiatus, which is the shocker of the century, truly, um, about reading. But, you know, if you were to read a book, then maybe. But what books are you excited to read in the fall, if any? We still have some podcast stuff to do, so I will be reading a little bit, just slowing it down. Are you guys at liberty to share what books the podcast will be reading? Oh, yeah. So in October, we're reading Woven in Moonlight by Isabel Ibanez. Hey, did I recommend that one to you guys like a year ago? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, that's a good book. It's beautiful. And then in September, which I think this will already have come out by the time we release this episode, Outlawed by Anna North. We I recommended that one to you guys, too. Ruhika, we're just getting all of our recommendations from you. Well, no, I well, I remember like two years ago, you guys had your list for books that you were reading. Like it was months out, I feel like. And I had just said a couple books at the time that I was reading. Because yeah, if I'm looking at this, this I read this book around the time that we I very for the very first time was on your podcast. I think you recommended it when I was looking for a book for Women's History Month and you offered Finley Donovan and Outlawed and we went with Finley Donovan, but we kept the other one just like on the list. That's exactly what it was. Also an amazing book. These were both five stars for me, both those books. And then November, we have The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, which I think is a mystery thriller. Ooh, I've heard that's good. And for December with The Christmas Murder Game by Alexandra Benedict. I think it's one of those cozy mysteries. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever get a chance to read... um those cozy mysteries about the like woodland creatures that I told you about. I have not yet. What was it called? Um, Shady Hollow. It's so, it's the quintessential cozy read. Do you know what's the one I have on my list though, which I had checked out on audiobook and then just did not finish in time. And then I got returned to my library is the League of Gentlewoman Witches by India Holton. I don't remember what it's about, but I remember that it involved magic and I really wanted to continue reading it because I had heard a lot about it and I was like very excited to read it. I'm so ready for the fall books, even though I said I'm not reading. That's probably a lie. I probably will still read. I know. I'm I'm looking at a list of books coming out this fall. Fantasy lovers like Kaylee and I. Um, Starling House by Alex Harrow. Harrow. Um, if you read The 10,000 Doors of January, it's the same author. That looks really good. Obviously, Iron Flame, the second book in the Fourth Wing trilogy. And then do you remember I read um, Legends and Lattes? Yes. The last yes. time I He's coming out with a second book called Bookshops and Bone Dust. That, Leanne, is a good audiobook. I feel like his books are a good audiobook to read. I actually listened to that one. 
Oh, not the new one. The uh, Legends of Lattes, after you mentioned it. It was fun, you know? Just, like, a fun, fun listen. Yeah. There's some interesting books. Britney Spears is coming out with a um, memoir in the fall, guys. So you know what I'll be reading. As is Barbara Streisand. Oh. I That's all for the books that I've read this summer. I feel like it was a... I moved this summer and I did a lot this summer. So it was a slow summer for me. Unlike Leanne, who read enough books for all of us. Thank you so much for joining us for this reading roundup with Ruhika. Ruhika, thank you again for joining us. Always happy to be here. Please bring me back for any and all fourth wing discussions. I'm very excited. Our next book club is going to be Woven in Moonlight by Isabel Ibanez. So tune in to see that one on, on October 2nd. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on our summer reads, a little bit about libraries as well. We'd love to hear what you have read this summer. If you've read any of these books, you can let us know. You can send an email to zillennialspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at zillennialspodcast. And don't forget to rate and review the show. Rate and review the show wherever you are listening.